Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. Razavani for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. I'm with my man all the way from Las Vegas, Nevada, Badu Jack the Ripper. Badu, it's been a while. What's going on? Not much, man. Just chilling with the family. How are we firstly, before we talk about anything to do with boxing, how is the family? How are the children? Everybody good. They're being crazy as usual, two and four. So, you know, they're really crazy. But I'm, I'm blessed. I'm having a good time with them. How's uh, the situation with COVID there? Any better? No, it's worse. It's worse. So we just made it with a fight in, in L.A. They locked down Monday. And then we fought Saturday. So the whole, they locked down the whole city out of, of Vegas or L.A.? Oh, L.A. Oh, wow. So if that would have happened two days later, the fight would have been canceled. So we just made it. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Is it hard to focus on this when this is still going on or do you just ignore it and just get on with what you have to do? I mean, Allah is the best planner. So whatever happens, happens. I mean, it's, it's out of our control. So mm. you just got to stay focused. You do your thing and, you know, hope for the best. Mm. You mentioned that uh, you fought two days before the city of LA got, uh, went into lockdown on Monday um, against Blake McKernan, I believe the name was. Uh, I always forget the surname. Uh, but how was the experience first of no fans, Badu? Because I've been to a couple of your fights, DeGale, Stevenson, um, Nathan Cleverly, and, and you've got a big entourage. You've got a big following. You've got people who, lo- who love you and support you passionately. So how was this kind of experience where it was almost silent? Yeah, it was kind of weird. It was weird. It almost feels like a sparring session. So, and the fight was almost like a sparring session too. But uh, yeah, it was kind of weird. I, I like I like to fight in front of fans, but it is what it is. Right now, I mean, there's no fans except if you fight in Texas. So yeah, hopefully you know this vaccine comes out next week or whatever they say. Maybe it slows down 
the whole uh, you know pandemic and maybe we can get fans back uh yeah mid next year everywhere hopefully so when you're when you're in that ring and you could probably hear the commentators or hear people that you wouldn't normally hear does that distract you as a fighter uh no no i got tunnel vision i just go i listen to my corner i know i could hear the commentators and a little bit like that but they were sitting far away but i could still hear them. every time i land a good shot but uh uh no it's a fight so you got he's trying to hit you you trying to hit him so you got to stay focused what do you make of Blake obviously we know he talked a lot before the fight uh he said he was in the bring it said he was in the beat you said he's going to knock you out uh he didn't do any of those uh he didn't really land much on you either so was it a bit too easy in the most respectful way yeah it was pretty easy i mean it is i'm i'm levels above him and you know you know he he uh People say, "Oh, you got so much heart, heart," but I don't really see it as as heart. You know, like he he was trying to survive the whole fight. He talked all that talk, and then you know, from the first round, first second, he started running backwards the whole fight. He just covering up, trying to survive. So if you call that heart, and and his his team, they said, "Oh, we made history." They said that before the last round. Like their only goal was to survive and go to distance, not to win the fight. You know, he, uh, to me, that's not hard. Hard is when you got a big gash on your forehead and, and you tell your opponent, come on, bring it on, and you back him up. That's hard. You know, just the running around, defend yourself, that, to me, that's, but, but he was durable, he was tough. And, you know, I respect, I respect him and everybody that's stepping in the rings because a lot of people, they can talk a lot, even guys on the internet, they talk a lot, but they, they want to say nothing to your face. At least he was in the ring with me. But, but um, I think they give him too much credit to have heart when he didn't really try to win. What did he say to you at the end? Because he kind of came to you to speak to you. I don't think you were too bothered about speaking to him. You just wanted to get on with what you wanted to do. But what did he say to you? I don't really remember. Probably good. I just told him, good fight. You know, keep working. You know, like that. It was, it was respect. But, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a gentleman. So, you know, talk whatever you talk about. I should prove in the ring that, you, you know, that was nothing. Yeah. Is this like, I know the opponent level was different, but is this almost a, a different style we're seeing from you? Because you were so much on the front foot chasing him, getting to the, going to the body, getting the hooks in. Is this something that you've been working with, Jonathan Banks? Yeah, I mean, uh, sometimes in the early rounds, I've been, I'm not going to say giving up round. Like my old trainer, he said he wanted me to be more patient. Be patient, patient. But then the rounds was closer than it should have been. And now, uh, you know, there was no round, no second of the whole fight that was close. So uh, that's what we've been working on. So this was just eight rounder. I could have gone 10 more uh, eight rounders in the same night. But, you know, I wasn't tired at all. So if this would have been a 10 rounder, he wouldn't have lasted. And and if this was a 12 rounder world championship fight, he definitely wouldn't have lasted. So this is, this is a good warm up fight or whatever uh, for the big fights that are coming. But how how is it with Jonathan Banks? I know this was the first the first fight with Jonathan, wasn't it? Yeah. So you always got to adjust to the style and everything. But uh, he don't really try to change me. It more you know he tried to bring out the best out of me. You know I'm I'm a well conditioned guy. I got I got great technique. And uh, I'm strong and I got the will to win. So he's just trying to push me. So this camp, I've been really tired. Like, uh, my body's been sore because we've been throwing more punches and, uh, you know, working harder. 
what is next? What is the plan? We know, John Pascal, and you've had some Twitter back and forth over the last six, seven months. I know the plan was to have that fight next, but obviously COVID ruined it. But what is what is kind of the plan next? Oh uh, yeah, from what I heard, the first quarter of uh, twenty one, we're gonna fight. So I read something yesterday that he's gonna do some Big Brother celebrity stuff uh, in January, but I don't know to be honest. But uh, uh, hopefully, hopefully we can fight maybe in February or something. I don't know. I'm ready. Uh, we can fight tomorrow. <laughs> But is, is that is that the fight you want though? That want to put it right? Yeah, I don't really care about the title. I just want to get my win back. So, and that's it. And uh, after that, we'll see what happens if we if we move up in weight or you know the WC made made it 190, which kind of was what we was fighting at this this fight at 189. Mm-hmm. So I was I was I was uh, very comfortable. I didn't have to struggle to make no weight, and uh, I felt strong, a lot of energy. So. Yeah. Did you ever think in your life that you will one day be fighting as chief, like, well, not chief support, but on the same card as Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr.? No, no, that, that was kind of crazy. I mean, both of them, like, they were my favorite fighters growing up or when I started boxing when I was a teenager. So, yeah, it's an honor to get to know both of them and, and be a part of, of the event, of, of course. But, yeah, it, it was kind of crazy. When Tyson and them called me, I, I was shocked. Like, oh, he's coming back. He's going to fight Roy Jones. I was like, wow. They said, they said you want to be the co-main event? You know, it, it was going to be an exhibition or whatever. So I was like, shit, why not? While we waiting for Pascal, why not? No, absolutely. What, what did you make of both gentlemen's performance? As you said, you know both very very well um i know you know mike very well and obviously roy now is all through your affiliation with uh, amir but um what did you make of the fight and both of the performances um i mean uh, I, I was happy that nobody got injured first of all because i don't want to i don't want to see mike knock him out i don't want to you know the other way around either so i mean Tyson, he was trying. roy was holding a little bit he was kind of smart he, who, who wanted to stand there uh, with mike tyson so, um, especially since he's been a smaller guy. But, yeah, they, they did their thing for, for eight rounds, two-minute rounds. So, I mean, I'm, I'm just happy that nobody got injured. Rumors are, I'm not sure if it's certain, but it did over a million buys. Um, yeah. a lot of, there was a lot of negativity about you before the fight. Uh, within boxing as well, that they, didn't, they didn't want to see these fighters come out and fight uh, for different reasons. They didn't want them to get themselves hurt. Um, they just weren't interested in seeing the fight. But we've seen it in the past. Sugar Ray Leonard, Muhammad Ali, all these fighters have had exhibition. You know, they, they've done what they had to do in boxing. They've left. So they have the right almost to do as they want. And, and it's down to the choice of the public to buy the, the pay-per-view or not. But did you expect it to do over a million? Uh, no, they're talking about 1.2 up to 1.5. So, yeah, that's amazing. And, uh, you know, people are never going to be happy. People are always going to complain. So, so you just got to do what you got to do. And obviously, a lot of people wanted to see that. So, um, I mean, that, that's, that's a great thing for boxing. And, um, you know, it looks like he's going to continue doing exhibitions. Yeah, Mike did say that he wants to fight every other month or something. Is that him just quite excited off the fight? Do you think he can do that? Can he fight every other month? I don't know. He told me after the fight, too, after without no cameras, he told me he wanted to fight. Oh, yeah, he's going to do this uh, every two months. 
I, I'm not sure if, if he meant that he's going to fight or, or this uh, Legends League or whatever is going to be every two months. I don't know. Uh, I think there's talk about Evander Holyfield telling Mike Tyson, let's, let's do our trilogy fight. Yeah. Surely if that fight happens, that is close to two million. Maybe, maybe, who knows? I mean, he's 58 years old, uh, Holyfield, so I don't know. I think Tyson will get him this time. Back in the days, in the 90s, man, I wish I was rooting for Mike so bad, but, you know, Holyfield was a great fighter. Oh, he was. But what do you think? What do you think of Jake Paul? He was the he was on the on the card as well. Um, ferocious knockout. Um, but a lot of people are like, he's a YouTuber. He's not a real boxer. He's a celebrity fighter. And we've we've seen with KSI Logan Paul. Um, now we're seeing Jake Paul. Eddie Hearns come out and said Jake would probably beat some professional fighters. Um, we don't know what caliber professionals, but potentially some professional fighters. Is it just fun for these guys? Or can they really go and do some damage in the sport? Well, no, they cannot do no damage, especially on a, on a high level. But, but yeah, he could probably beat some some journeymans or some 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 easy fights. But I think I've seen a little bit of it. Like he looked like he can, he's a good athlete. He can punch a little bit, but you know, it's to to mix to the top is a little different. Even even this guy Blake thought it, it was easy. So I mean, and he got more experience than him. But but he probably got more skills than, than Blake. But uh, I think uh, he should fight somebody his own size. That basketball player, even though he, they got the same amount of experience, or he might have one or two more fights, he was too small. And the same thing with the other YouTuber, that Arab kid from the UK, um, whatever his name was, I forgot his name. He's also like, both of them are like, if they were real professional fighters, they would have fight at one. 47, 154, and they're fighting him at Cruiserweight. So I think he should fight somebody his own size or whatever. You can't knock their hustle. They're making money and they have their fun. We can laugh about it. They think they look like clowns and they're stupid. But, yeah, they, they do what they, you know, they're making money. So that's their hustle. So I can't knock nobody for that. Are you planning to speak to um, Steven Espinosa of Showtime to get Snoop Dogg, a little little role on the commentary team. Yeah, he was funny. He was hilarious. Yeah, he he didn't work my fight. I don't think so. But uh, yeah, yeah, he was funny. He said he said there's two, two things you can't play: it's boxing and it's that pimping, baby. That was <laughs> <hilarious>. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you need stuff like that. That that was perfect for a car like this. You know, this is not a regular boxing event, so you need a little you know fun stuff. And I know you're a fan of Snoop Dogg because I know you don't like none of that mumbo rap that you always talk about on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, I'm an old man, so I don't, I don't. Those new school hip hop artists, nah, it's not, it's not my style. So, but if an opportunity came again to fight on on an exhibition card, like, like, say, Vander Holyfield or Mike Tyson or Roy Jones and somebody else, would you consider it again, jumping on it again? <sighs> Come up with the money. I'm always available. <laughs> now, so this fight was for my charity for by the Jack Foundation. So, uh, yeah, it was a little different. But, yeah, I'm not really – I still have my real career and, uh, you know, fighting for the titles and stuff. So this stuff uh, was just, uh, you know, stay busy and, and doing something for my charity. So that was it. But we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm signed with Mayweather Promotion. We look at the fight Pascal and, and get the big fights. But, yeah – 
if something else comes up and it makes sense, why not? You mentioned the Badger Jack Foundation. Obviously, you got a lot of plaudits from a lot of people to say, obviously, you're giving your whole purse away to the Badger Jack Foundation. Um, where, which countries are you looking to help the most here and, and what kind of projects are we looking at running? Like I said, we're still working with the Palestinian and the Syrian refugee camp. Uh, it's not just a specific country. We, we're going to work with foster kids here in the States, too. We're going to start now. Um, yeah, it, it's just for the foundation. We can help a little bit everywhere. So it, it's not just one particular country. It don't matter what, what race, what country, what religion. We're just uh, you know, trying to help as many as possible. No, absolutely. And uh, I, can, I can commend you on that, as always. Um, but just finally, uh, Saturday night, big fight in America. Uh, the return of Errol Spence and, and Danny Garcia. Um, they said to Errol that, Errol, you didn't have to go into this big fight, in, especially coming back from that accident, that horrific accident. And he said, they call me the truth. Um, yeah. He hasn't shied away. He's always taking those big fights. But do you expect to see the same Errol Spence or that accident may have caused him to maybe slow down a little bit or, or be a little bit different? Uh, I don't know. We have to wait and see. I mean, that was a tough accident, and uh, yeah, Danny Garcia ain't no punk. He ain't no. He's a superstar as well. So that's a good fight, and uh, may the best man win. I mean, I would probably favor Earl Spence a lot before the accident. Now it's. it's I think I might still favor him, but it's still, uh, you know, it's closer. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Danny Garcia got great timing. Uh, he, I think he do good against Sampo. So it's a very interesting fight, but I can't wait to watch it. Is it good for someone like Errol to come out when he says, you know, no more Ferraris for me. I'm just buying horses now. I, <laughs> I'm just gonna stick to horses. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hopefully it was a wake up call. Hopefully, stay away from alcohol. Stay away from all that. You know, he got beautiful kids, and you know, he's blessed. He's a great fighter. So, you know, I've always been a fan of him as a fighter. So, hopefully, this was just a wake-up call and, and sky's the limit. Badu, I will end on this, uh, and this is the final question. Um, last week in the UK, we had a, a heavyweight prospect uh, named Daniel Dubois um, fighting a, uh, another heavyweight, Joy Joyce. Joe Joyce, uh, I'm sure you've heard of Joe Joyce. Um, yeah, I watched that fight. Yeah, Daniel got a lot of criticism after the fight because he, he couldn't see from his eye. Now, you were in a tough fight against Marcus Brown where you got cut a very deep gash in the middle of your forehead, blood gushing out, and you carried on fighting your way through to as, as long as you could. Now, he took a knee, uh, the referee counted to 10, and Daniel didn't get back up. Um, he didn't want to fight. A lot of people calling him a quitter, calling him, you gave up, you, you don't have a heart. Do you feel like they're harsh terminologies because... You know, fighters, if you're a fighter, you don't really quit. Once you're a fighter, you're a fighter, right? Yeah. So so look at it like this. Everybody that say he's a quitter, he's a, he don't got no heart. Okay. How many of them are real fighters? How many of them would say that to his face? Or would fight him or would do anything that he, he, he's been through? Nobody. They're just a bunch of cowards that are saying that. I mean, they, from what I understand, from myself, it was, the cut was here. I couldn't see. It was, it was really bad. It was, but... I wasn't going to get blind, but anything could have happened. I could barely see, so it was very dangerous. But from what I heard, that, that he's, he, he could have been blind, this kid. He's a young kid, too. I'm an old guy. No, but uh, now he's a younger kid, so he could have been blind. So it, 
You live to fight another day. I, I don't I don't agree to call him a quitter. I mean, some people are built different, and and some people are looking out for their for their health and their future. So, no, nah, um, I wouldn't call him a quitter. I, to be honest, I didn't see the whole fight. I, uh, I was that was right before my fight. I was I was streaming it in my hotel room. I think it was right before the weigh-in. So, uh, yeah, I don't really remember the whole fight, but uh, um, I seen I seen the kid fight before, and he's pretty good. So, hopefully, he can bounce back. When someone's so young, Badu, at 23 years old of age and uh, lack of experience, you know, he's, he's so young. He's only been in the industry for a couple of years. Only had about a handful of fights, not a lot of fights. Uh, what kind of advice would you give to someone like that who now goes away? We live in this crazy social media world where every time you log on to your Twitter or Instagram or Facebook accounts, you're going to see people calling you names, giving you negative comments. What kind of advice would you give someone like Daniel uh, who's going to be going through this now, unfortunately, uh, until he gets back into the ring. I mean, um, like, I, I lost early in my career against the journeyman, like, like a accident or whatever you call it. I got hit by a good punch. Uh, people was talking shit. Uh, I mean, I, I was probably, I was probably 30, 31 at the time, so I was not a kid. But um, still, um, I'm, I, I was motivated by people talking shit on, online and stuff. I don't, I, I'm not going to... Uh, you know, stay away from social media. I'm not going to do that. I I'll keep being the same person and just be motivated. Okay, if you think that that's really me, all right, watch to see my next fight. And then I won the title and stuff. So so he can definitely do it. He just got to believe in himself, stay positive, and, you know, have positive people around him. No, no yes men that just tell him what he want to hear. You know, just a good team and he'll be all right. He, he's young, he's talented, and he can be a champion for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Badu, always a pleasure catching up, my man. Uh, wish you all the best. Look forward to some news. Hopefully, there'll be some crowd back for your next fight. And hopefully, I can be there for that next fight as well. Inshallah. Thank you, brother. Badu Jack, IFL TV. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.